You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 5.09 here at the station. Let's see what the weather says. Um, 70, 69 degrees with some sun and clouds in our area. It looks like maybe a rainstorm might come through our area. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Skylar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. So with all the money we've sending, we've sent and is sending to Ukraine, they uh, a couple things that happened. They, they sat down with Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, and asked him, is there any peace process where you give up ground of Ukraine? And his immediate answer was no. So he's in this until the end. But we've spent, and we continue to send, billions of dollars of not only material but money to the country of Ukraine. So this caught my attention when I read it today. It's coming from the Associated Press. It was put out about 12.30 this afternoon. And it should concern every U.S. taxpayer because it's very concerning. Six Ukrainian deputy defense ministers were fired Monday following the dismissal two weeks ago of defense minister. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name of their defense minister. In a corruption scandal, officials said as heavy fighting against Russia forces continued in the east. Russia claimed to have struck key Ukrainian facilities in an air attack overnight, hitting stores of storm-shallow missiles and depleted uranium ammunition, along with electronic intelligence centers and training facilities for Ukraine military scouts. The deputy defense ministers fired include... Again, I'm not even going to try to say their, their names. As well as the State Secretary Defense Ministry and his name. According to the Telegram account, permanent representative of the cabinet ministers provided no explanation of the firings, but the government has been investigating accusations of corruption in the military re related to purchasing equipment. Lawmaker who took over as defense minister did not immediately issue a statement. After a scandal involving defense ministry procurement of military jackets and three times at three times their cost, their defense minister denied the allegations but resigned. The reshuffling of the department came a day after Ukraine's military said it captured the village of uh, Klinshevikiva from Russian troops. After months of fierce battle, fighting continued Monday as troops tried to hold the village south of the Russian-held city of Bukhamut in eastern region. The bigger story here is you have six defense ministers, six deputy defense ministers, after the defense minister has been released, been let go for corruption, alleged corruption. Six of his defense ministers, deputy defense ministers, are now gone. And it all stems around corruption from procurement, money, buying things at three times their cost 
Where does that money go then? The extra money they spent. They're just not paying too much for something. There's a kickback there, obviously. And every time the Biden administration or the U.S. government, whichever way you want to call it at this point, comes up with a new package, there's the talk about what kind of oversight. Where? Why is there no oversight? And this is exactly the reason why. This is exactly why Americans are skeptical, to say the, the least. Billions of dollars have been going there. Uh, let me get this out there. Got a text message in a car, a three-car accident in Pittston under the bridge right after the turnpike entrance. So if you're going to be in that area, I think that's 315 right here. Just be aware of that. Just got a text message on that. Somebody said, Rob, will you take out a loan and give me the money? No. Can't do it. Sorry. I don't take out my own loans. We are sending money hand over fist. And I understand that keeping Russia at bay is a good thing, but at what cost? I mean, should we not be more hands-on where our money goes? Where's your, what's your opinion on it? You can call or text at 570-883-0098. I've seen a mixed bag of support. You know, I, I understand that we have to allow Ukraine. I think we've given them the resources to do that, but where's the end game here? Do we just let them fight it until somebody loses and somebody wins? Does somebody lose or does somebody win? At some point, does Vladimir Putin get annoyed enough to where he steps this up a notch? Because he's already taken a smack in the face several times, the fact that this is even ongoing still. But the mere fact that we're pouring billions of dollars into Ukraine, billions of supplies... At what point is there an endgame? I mean, that, that's that's the whole point of war, right? An endgame? To win or defeat your enemy? At which point do we discuss an endgame? And it appears every time you, we've, speak, we've spoken, be it through the media, to Zelensky, not only is he not giving up any ground for Ukraine, but he wants Crimea back, which is just a ludicrous demand because most of Crimea doesn't want to come back. Most of it's Russian-speaking. They were always really part of Russia, which is one of the reasons, and I know that the Obama administration got a lot of flack because that invasion took place under his administration, but there's not many people, even in Crimea, that was against it. I mean, Ukraine obviously was because they lost territory. They lost the main port. But there's there wasn't a lot of strategic value there. There wasn't a lot of pushback because it, they considered themselves part of Russia to begin with. Most of the most of the people in Crimea. We're here now. This is now our issue, a taxpayer issue. This this what I'm discussing now. 
Let me say, Rob, the 60 Minutes interview uh, said we've given $72 billion to Ukraine already. $72 billion. That's what I meant by uh, that we're $30 trillion in the hole and we're giving Ukraine billions of dollars. Where is it coming from? Oh, it's coming from us. It's the only place our money comes from, us. And again, the weapon systems that we're giving them, more advanced, more technical. And I simply don't trust Ukraine. You know, I, 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 I don't. I mean, yes, we're partners in this. Yes, in defeating Russia, we're obviously on the same side. But if Ukraine got a better deal from someone else, do you not think they would take it in a heartbeat? Or if we stop that money spigot, do you think that Ukraine wouldn't change its tune? I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Look at Saudi Arabia now. You know, one of our staunchest allies, they say, in the Middle East is now in bed with China, is now in bed with Russia, is now in bed with Iran again. I mean, this is someone we, we've kept from being invaded for decades. But now it's a different time. You know, the bad Americans are back. So they are changing their bedfellows. And we're seeing it time and time again. If you don't think Ukraine would be in the same boat, it is the same thing. You know, if we give them a piece of advanced military equipment, do they not make a deal with China? Hey, tell Russia to knock it off. Let's end this and we'll give you one of these uh, United States military assets so you can uh, deconstruct it. Reverse engineer it. In a heartbeat. But you also have these defense ministers, not only deputy defense ministers, six of them, but the defense minister being removed for corruption when it comes to procurement, when it comes to buying things, when it comes to how much they're paying for issues, for equipment, because they're lining their pockets. They're corrupt. That's just the war machine in the way it is, especially there. Just looking through some text messages as we, uh, as I go through this, uh, looking at the, the the recent battles going on in, in Ukraine, and it really has stepped up. No single capability is going to make the difference between winning and losing. Who praised the forces as to uh, for progress? Though he said he wished uh, it would move faster. In other fighting, six civilians were killed and 16 injured over the past 24 hours as Russia claimed to have used long-range air-launched missiles and drones to strike Ukrainian supply missiles and depleted uranium. The goal of the strike has been fulfilled. All the designated facilities have been struck, the ministry said, without providing specifics. There's not much... The one thing I noticed about the war in Ukraine is there's there's not much footage about it. There's not much live action, you know, what's going on there. I mean, we're getting reports every day, but nothing really on the ground. Where where are the reporters from Europe? Where are the reporters 
from the UK. Where are the reporters from here? The war correspondents. I mean, this is this is a war where financing for the most part. You think there would be more people there looking to see what's going on, how the American dollars are being spent? Nothing. I mean, we like I said, we get these reports, but no video, no you know, every once in a while one will trickle out when they say, you know, this this daycare was hit or the something like that. But I mean, this is supposedly a, a day in, day out, ongoing drag down war. So funded by us, the taxpayer, the US taxpayer. At what point do we demand that America's financing is not finite, becomes limited, that they should seek that off ramp? to end this, or else we're not going to send money anymore. Would that change Zelensky's tune, or would that just embolden Vladimir Putin? I don't know, but it's gone on quite enough. It's cost us taxpayers quite enough, and it seems to be the unlimited spigot when it comes to certain things in America. When it comes to uh, shoring up Social Security or Medicare or anything like that, or balancing our budget, there's no money ever. When it comes to funding a war in Ukraine or illegal migration, there seems to be on the unlimited money tree. And we need to put a stop to that. We, the U.S. taxpayer, need to say enough's enough on all sides because it's all our money that could go to doing great things here in America. It's 522 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 526 here at the station, 70 degrees and partly sunny outside. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, L from Wayne County on the Pennsylvania budget. Is, is is there any movement on that, L? I haven't heard anything lately, and I started thinking. Uh, well, first I want to I want to mention, because you were just talking about um, Ukraine. Last night, I think on 60 Minutes, Sean Penn was supposed to be on, and he was talking to Zelensky, and he's supposed to be doing some kind of documentary. Uh, soon, but I don't really care for Sean Penn, so I wasn't watching that part of the 60 Minutes, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, I just thought I'd mention that to you. That was on last night on 60 Minutes. But um, for the PA budget, I haven't heard anything on that. I don't think they ever got it finished. Do you? I, I don't Do believe. You know I don't believe it's finished as well. Well, I'm getting a little concerned because we only have until 2024 to use up that $2 billion that was given to, to PA because of the pandemic. And that was the money that we were hoping he was going to do another um, stimulus check for 2000 And that would have used up about four, $400 million, they said at the time, of that $2 billion. And I want, I'm waiting to see where that is in the PA budget. Maybe that's what the hold is up is. Maybe he's trying to find a place for it. So we're going to forget about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't see it happening because any stimulus there is going to increase inflation, which they don't want. So, no, no, uh, no. This was last year. He, when Governor Wolf was still in, he was saying, "Oh, he was going to maybe do a, a, another two thousand dollars stimulus." That was when Wolf was still in office. Yeah, no, I remember but, the money, yeah. and it's been sitting in a fund. Uh, it's not like we're going to get that money, so the, you know it'll be buried somewhere. Or is that the money there? They were he wanted to use for that voucher program because there's the million, a few million sitting in that fund that wasn't to be touched as well. 
Well, I'm just wondering where he put this two two billion. Where is it sitting? Where is that money actually sitting? And and we need to know that because we need to know where it's going to be when it when the PA budget finally does come out. Well, the, the the Pennsylvania budget is out. It's been signed by the governor. It just hasn't been finalized. There are certain thing, parts of it that haven't been agreed to yet. But the overall budget, they're kind of how do I put it? They're kind of in a neutral zone to where they're not being held accountable because there's no shutdown, but yet the final I's haven't been dotted and T's haven't been crossed. So it kind of gives them the shielding to where it looks like they did their job, but they really didn't. No, no. And it looks like they're just hoping that we forget about it because I haven't heard anybody mention it in, in a while now. Nope. So. Well, I, I gave out the governor's text number and you can text him and ask him. <laughs> no, seriously. He put it out on social media. He's got a new. Now, it's an automated system, I'm sure. But he, you can now text the governor in Pennsylvania and it goes to an automated system and you get an automated reply. And I'm sure it's not him. But I'm sure he does get a printout of what was texted or his staff does, and some of them make his way to him. But that would be a good question. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, Ellie, I appreciate the call. Keep doing a great job. Thank you. Thank- uh, and I'm not kidding. The governor did give out. I, I, I gave out the number on Friday. The governor does have a cell number. You could just text it. Um, text him whatever you want. Any questions? So you can keep in touch. And again, you get an automated system back. It's it's a it's service. But it is his official governor's text number. So it is FOIA applicable. So it's going to be interesting. Like, hey, I want all the text messages that the governor got in the month of uh, September. And I think some of them are going to show some very good comic relief. So I'm sure a lot will be good questions. That's a very good question. You know, I'm looking on the Internet now, and there's really no update at all on what's going on. So it's, uh, I mean, June 30th, July-ish is is the last where they had an agreement. The governor signed the budget, but it hasn't been finalized for the most part. And I know they came back early to do some things, but, again, it it really hasn't been uh, spoken to much. We'll have to dig into that a little bit, I think. It's 531 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. I was looking into the funds that the state got, and it looks like, let me try and get through to how Pennsylvania has and hasn't spent billions of COVID-19 stimulus dollars. Um... There were some dates here. Pennsylvania received $7.3 billion in state and local pandemic relief funding from the American Rescue Plan Act. That money came with an expiration date. Funds must be allocated by 2024 and spent by 2026. So there is some time there. Any funds that remain unused by that deadline will be returned to the federal government. The state has spent nearly $5.6 billion in COVID stimulus money as of March according to information submitted by the federal government. The vast majority, roughly $4.6 billion, was used to replace lost revenue. Much of that went into the state general fund. In a report, the Pennsylvania Office of Budget filed to the U.S. Treasury earlier this year 
State officials also detailed how much has been spent on nearly 30 new projects. Some of these programs have already dispersed all of most of their funds and include grants for hospital workers, nursing homes, public health services, but others have been slower to disperse the federal money. This runs the gamut from student loan relief for nurses to grants for asset mine draining. The state legislature has appropriated how all $7.3 billion should be spent generally, but it has not assigned all the money to specific purposes. For example, the State House agreed to spend $100 million on mental health services during last year's budget negotiation, but only passed guidelines on how the funds should be spent earlier this month, meaning the money is not reflected in the March report to the U.S. Treasury. The Office of Budget report to the U.S. Treasury also does not break down how $412 million that the state legislature gave to the governor's office for discretionary pandemic relief has been spent. You're going to want to pay attention here. As of March 2023, all but $2 million, and this is the governor's discretionary $412 million, as of March 2023, all but $2 million had been spent on state worker bonuses, student loan relief for nurses, and hundreds of grants for medical centers, cultural institutions, local governments, charities, according to the open records request, followed by Spotlight PA. And it breaks it down a little further. Spending plan for the remaining $2.7 billion was negotiated as part of the 2022 budget. Oh, there's a list of uh, the stimulus funds here. have to look into that. It actually lists the funds, what organization got them, and how much they got. Housing subsidies for older Pennsylvanians got $140 million. Hospital workforce assistance got $100 million. Child care stabilization got $90 million. More health care workforce assistance, $110 million. Long-term living programs, got $282 million. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania revenue replacement, $4 billion, $600 million. Pashi IT upgrades got $10 million. Whole Home Repairs got $125 million. Agriculture Conservation Assistance Programs got $154 million. Nutrition Management Education Research and Technical Assistance got $1.5 million. Student Loan Relief for Nurses, $55 million. That's interesting. I have a daughter who's a nurse and haven't heard a word about it. State Parks and Outdoor Recreation Programs got $25 million. Local Law Enforcement Support got $135 million. State Parks and Outdoor Recreation Programs, $75 million. Violence Intervention and Prevention, $75 million. Keystone Tree Account, 
Tree Vitalization Program got $3.5 million. Asset Mine Drainage Abatement and Treatment got $4.4 million. Keystone Tree Account Rip Raren Buffer Program, $5.2 million. Gun Violence Investigation and Prosecution, $50 million. Well, that's where some of the money went here in Pennsylvania. Listed, uh, maybe I'll send this and post it on my social media so we can, uh, so you can look for yourself and see what's going out there. It's uh, 542 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news and traffic. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 548, 70 degrees, and says mostly sunny outside. I can't see outside, so hopefully that's what it is. Uh, somebody texted me, uh, nothing for housing, senior section 8 needed. Uh, there was a section, I, I didn't read the entire list, but there was a section that said uh, housing subsidies for older Pennsylvanians, $140 million. There were a bunch of assisted living individuals, and somebody asked for the uh, the uh, source on that. And it was Spotlight PA. The name of the article is um, How Pennsylvania Has and Hasn't Spent Billions of COVID-19 Stimulus Dollars, Full List. And again, that was from June 27th of 2023. And Spotlight PA is the uh, independent, nonpartisan, nonprofit um, newspaper that posted that. They do some pretty good work in Pennsylvania. I like them as a source. I go to them often to check on national stories that I read based on PA. I want to get more of a local take on it. So, you know, I check all different sources, and I tell you guys and gals to do the same. Uh, don't take what I say for, for you know, gospel. Go out and research it yourself. You know, I try and do uh, as good a job as I can in vetting a lot of things. When I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. If you notice, when I go to commercials, I'll double-check numbers I have to make sure that I remembered them correctly or I'm stating them correctly, and I'll break it down for you exactly where I'm getting it from or what the facts are in it so you then can then in turn are equipped to have that conversation with people in your atmosphere. You can not only say, hey, I heard this on the Rob O'Donnell show or you know, this is where he got it from and these are the talking points here, uh, what's said. And I encourage everyone, get it from as many sources as you can. Even if you think it's a solid topic on a solid source, Look at it from different angles. Get a different viewpoint. That's that's what it's about, because um, you know not everything's black and white, especially this day and age, especially through the cryptic way a lot of media organizations put things, or where they'll leave key facts that kind of change what you thought it was down later in the story, or leave them out altogether. But um, you know that that's that's what I encourage you all to do. Get it from different sources. Get it from both ways. You know, if you read something on Fox News, you know, go look at see what CNN's saying. Go look what ABC and the rest of these news agencies are saying. That's how you get a, a more well-rounded viewpoint of things. Uh, it's what I try and do, and it's what I encourage you to do. And again, if you hear something here, just take the topic, search it on the internet on your own. You know, we are we're all walking around with these little supercomputers in our palm of our hands, and. Uh, you know, it's a good thing, but it's uh, not such a good thing. I'm doing better and better on the weekends of tuning out, you know, news and social media and stuff like that, where I'm just trying to enjoy the weekends, and I haven't had many of them lately. I just finished, uh, really haven't cut my grass for about three weeks, and it was jungle status, and I had to cut it in sections because with all the rain we got or that I only had 
a half hour or 40 minutes of daylight when I get home from the show. I was able to cut it in sections and finally, you know, got it all down to where it's at least presentable. It's got clumps of grass everywhere. So this weekend I can go out and kind of give it a, a clean a clean cut and maybe pick up the grass clipping so there's no dead grass everywhere. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on The Shape of America. I hope you're going to cheer me up with that, Joe. Well, unfortunately not. But <laughs> one thing I can tell you, Rob, is that I, I mow grass for a living, so if you need something, you just uh, give me a call there. Oh, right. Um, but with with that being said, now, I've, I've used this analogy before with the other Rob, who's a talk show host here. And, and what it has to do with is this. The, the, the 5th century Roman, the mid-5th century Roman was living in one of the most advanced civilizations the world had ever known. And they, they, they were enjoying, you know, a, a relative peace and prosperity uh, that, that, you know, they knew no other way of life. Okay, they thought it would last forever. And they didn't realize that the, the foolish decisions of their government that they had in power to make these decisions set up a system that was unsustainable. And, and, and it soon came to a crashing end, and they were left without any peace, without any prosperity. And, you know, we, we come to know what happened at the Dark Ages. Um, and unfortunately, you know, when, when you were talking about just this money being given to Ukraine. But I think on a lot of levels, uh, th this is unsustainable. It's unsustainable how we're, we're, we're running this economy based on borrowed money. But it, it's also unsustainable to think that we could saddle a, a generation of Americans with this kind of debt when we're not teaching them how to work and how to be responsible themselves. And we're not even... Uh, reproducing enough of our own people to do that. We're, we're, we're in a negative growth. We're not positive. So it's, uh, you know, when I hear that, like I said, I, I wish I could cheer you up, but uh, unfortunately I can't. All I can tell you is there's a reason why I think I have to think of the future and my family and the what ifs and that's why I always say, you know, these people who do this stuff, they always say to us, oh, well, why do you need high-capacity magazines? Well, unfortunately, you give me all the reasons that I need it, whether you, whether you want to believe that or not. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, yeah. we, I was talking about the, the this next generation of workers and everything coming up and just mentioning my grass and, and you know, you, that's your business. It, it's interesting because a company come and cuts my neighbor's grass. They're, they're older. Um, so they have a company come in each week and cut their grass. And the company was there, and I went out and I says, hey, you know, my zero turns in the shop. I haven't been able to get to it. Is it possible since you guys are here, you know, how much would you charge me to cut mine? They're like, oh, we, we don't have time to cut yours. And it literally probably would have took them an hour and 15 minutes between the two zero turns that they had. But they just yeah. weren't they just were not interested in getting that extra hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty dollars right then and there for an hour's work, hour and fifteen minutes work, because uh it didn't interest them. Extra money didn't interest them. They were fine with the work they had and um you know didn't want to didn't want to do it. So it was like, okay, you know, I can't force you to do it, but I was just gonna offer. You know, it would make my life yeah. easier to have them come in with their machines and cut it and catch me up so I can, you know, go back to maintaining it. 
<laughs> well, I, I hope you can find somebody reliable up there. I, I'm probably a little distance away from you. Yeah, but no, no, you're too far. You know what it is? It's just the perfect story. I had the machine. My machine was in the shop getting it, getting its tune-up. So between that yeah. and the rain, I, I fell behind a couple of weeks. I've been away all weekends, so I really haven't time on weekends to do it. You know, it's my own doing, but, you know, figure yeah. if there's a company there that's doing the, the property right next to me, it's just a continuation. It would have taken them, like I said, an hour and 15 minutes with their two zero turns, but they just weren't interested in making that extra $120, $150 for the hour. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I can't say for certain, you know, what was going on, whether they were that busy, but, uh, yeah, zero turns are meant to go quick. I don't have one, but I know people who use them. And that's the whole purpose to have them. You want to zip through grass. Oh, I love them. I, I, have, I have one that's a commercial grade, but uh, I got to leave it there, Joe, because I'm up against a hard break. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, my friend. You too. It's 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the show in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. And that's it for this Monday, September 18th, 2023. I uh, got a bunch of text messages. Yeah, I understand the company, the, the long company. was probably booked up for the day. But even if you booked up, you know, I was up offering them. They get between 80 and 100 to do the like the type of lawn that I have. I was offering 120, 150 uh, for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes work. You know, I would have uh, I would have squeezed it in if it was me, if, if that was my business. Uh, but I get it. You know, they're happy with the work they have and didn't want any more. I get it. It's, it's their choice. It's I don't say they're bad for saying no. I'm just saying I don't get it. That's something I would have jumped on to make an extra, you know, some extra change in our pocket. That's uh, what hard workers do. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. We'll do it again tomorrow. God bless, be safe, and have a great evening.